You're recording? Yeah. I just figured why not. Yeah. yeah, go for it. What uh did you listen to the other recording? I did. Uh I also I, I, I couldn't listen to it. Uh you said you I couldn't listen to it. <laughs> I, I just don't like hearing my voice. <laughs> oh man, you gotta Yeah. Because you said the way you hear yourself is like through your ears, which like conduct that frequency differently uh, when you're speaking rather than when you're listening. Yeah, so it's like a different voice, but you still know it's you. You can still hear you in it, but it's just a weird version of it. It's kind of like a uh, was it like it's like a dissociation or whatever. It's like a dissociation. Uh, it's like you know that's you, but it doesn't feel or it doesn't sound like the way you imagine yourself sound. So it sounds off. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, have to go that deep in the, you experience ego death every time you hear your own voice recorded, <laughs> dissociated. Well, why not? I mean, it could be. Who's to say? <laughs> I say, I say, nah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude. So I guess uh, everybody should introduce themselves. I guess, I guess that seems that seems correct. What are we doing? Who are we introducing ourselves to? I don't know, man. Myself when I listen to this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, this, this is Brandon. Um, unless Brandon's listening to this, then he'll feel dissociated listening to his own voice. <laughs> Good one. Um, <laughs> Killed it. <laughs> uh, this, this is Isaiah. I'm, I'm new to the podcast. Oh. <laughs> to, the, uh, to the episode zero that's already gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Aaron. Uh, yeah, that's it. I don't get anything special to say. <laughs> Damn, I feel like that says a lot about us as people. We We don't have... I feel like usually when people are introduced, they're like, oh, this person has a PhD and accomplished this and this. They give like a little hype up about themselves. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't like, have any hype up. Yeah, but like oh, wow. I, saw, here. Uh, I feel like it's just each other. You know, we already know. We already know that shit. I just saw a shooting star outside. I don't think I've ever seen a shooting really? star before. Yeah, really. Badass. Maybe a comet? I don't know. Maybe an alien UFO? like it immediately becomes something else than what you said it was <laughs> like, well, I, know, I guess i landed on the most exciting option the 5g network to control your brain yeah <laughs> g-man coming through going across oh, the globe man. spreading that coronavirus yeah put my mask on before these chemtrails <clears throat> hit me dude Speaking yeah, of which, actually, uh, just, i rewatched um sorry uh to say to to talk about what you were saying before, I feel like uh, I feel like that's always kind of like disingenuous unless like that serves a purpose as like some background for some authority on something because like oh the introduction yeah, yeah I mean no one really gives a shit right like no one cares what school we went to what what we have our degree in until it becomes revel like uh, relevant like if we're not talking- I, I give a shit on like podcasts if I'm like. I want to know if someone's like a professor or someone's just like, this is Alex Jones. And he did, the, he's, <laughs> you know, like a, your, your credentials matter. Yeah. When they're talking about something. in the context. Yeah. yeah. In the context. But we're just a couple of fucking whatever's. <laughs> <That's> like, 
Hey, I'm Brandon, and I'm a fucking whatever. <laughs> hey, how do you guys know each other? Like, oh, we worked at the same shitty place for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much how you know any of your actual coworkers. Yeah, right? <laughs> at our job. How, how do you meet people in life? I don't know. Like, we were in the same shithole at the same time, you know? It's, yeah. <laughs> if anything, that's, like, the most relatable is going to be. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people. But, uh, man, spe- speaking of, like, the whole, like, 5G corona thing, my God, I started watching uh, All Gas, No Breaks again. And oh, hell yeah. Fucking yeah, shit. I've seen all of those. People are stupid. Like, I don't know, man. It, it, it makes me believe that, like, they, they clearly believe some of this stuff. And, like, I'm no fucking expert, so I can't, like, say that they're just completely wrong. But... I think come you can. On. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, I think Which one that. did you watch? Did they have a 5G specific episode? I mean, like in every other episode, someone brings up 5G. Oh, yeah. Doing, but uh, there was the one. Yeah, it's a popular conspiracy theory. Yeah, but it's like, oh, man. Uh, one of them was like the whole corona or the COVID protest or whatever. Uh, when they were like, oh, like, it's taken away our freedoms. And the guy's like, cough in my face, cough in my face. Like, I've, I haven't washed my hands, like, in 20 years, and I'm fine. I eat raw eggs and meat, and nothing's wrong with me, or whatever. It was like, geez, man, that, that that's you're a dirty oh, motherfucker. Geez. Like, that's just nasty. Yeah, like fucking uh, Herman Cain, he just he was one of those people that was, like, saying, yeah, fuck masks, y'all stupid, and he died the day of coronavirus. That's oh, a- shit. It's a it's a story in so many confined words. Like <laughs> it was like one of those uh those Reddit one sentence stories. <laughs> just yeah. short and sweet that it's it just it's perfect. But um yeah, we're not here for I guess any we're not here for that today, I guess. Um so I guess um uh, I was talking to my therapist earlier today, and I don't—I don't think I ever told you guys I got a, ended up going to a therapist, um, just specifically because I felt like there was a lot of uh, um, emotional like disconnection that I've had uh, when it comes to like understanding other people and being emotionally supportive, uh, like for my fiance or for anybody else, uh, and I feel like that's something that like I pretty much just wanted to understand so I can understand like my emotions. Uh, what it is that I'm thinking, how I can understand that, like what that means and how I can uh, like allow myself to be there uh, for other people um, in like a constructive, like positive way instead of just being like, oh, hey, something really bad happened to me and just being like, oh, that sucks. Like, that's it. Um, So she uh, suggested that I do something kind of like a journal or that I record my thoughts in a way. And so as you guys um, know, um, I uh, had to euthanize my dog yesterday. Um, And it's really, it's really hard um, because I've had uh, my dog Jolene uh, was 17 years old, right? I've had her since I was in uh, like 10 years old. Um, it's so a long time. Yeah, it's a really fucking long time. Yeah. 
even like a few months ago, like six months ago before bad stuff started happening because of old age, um, every single time we went to the vet, they were like, no, she's fine. Like, we don't know what's wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. She seems like she's going to be okay for however much longer. And uh, me and my fiance, Bria, we had this like inside joke that she was like immortal. Like she was never going to die because she was like 15 years old, still jumping around doing all this stuff. And, um, and then, yeah, about like uh, six months ago, she ended up, uh, having a seizure um, and that ended up turning into like that happening more and more and more. And it was kind of obvious after the first time it happened that um, like she, she changed uh, like her health started declining and uh, she would have her good days and her bad days. But after a while it started becoming the more good days she had, um, were heavily outweighed by all the bad days that she had. So she would have like a week's worth of bad days in a row. And then she'd have one or two good days where it doesn't look like anything's wrong with her, that she's wagging her tail and doing whatever and she's fine. But then she would like have another seizure again and then it would all go like back to the same thing that it was before. And um, I had been struggling for a while on actually deciding whether or not that it was, um, I guess, time to, you know, have her not suffer. Um, and it became even more difficult as I pretty much had set a date for like the end of the month. Let's see where, let's see where it goes. Um, and uh, if she doesn't get any better, if she starts getting worse, then that's a hard set date. Then we'll just decide to do it then at the end of like July 2020. And if she starts getting better, then maybe we hold off for a couple months and see what happens. And um, it pretty much didn't get better uh, unless she had like the one or two days where stuff was fine. So we ended up, yeah, putting her down yesterday. And since then, I've been... Um, like I said, going to therapy, trying to understand my emotions, figuring out why I feel the way that I feel, uh, and kind of trying to analyze that. And um, something that I haven't done in the longest amount of time was essentially allow myself to feel um, because I'll usually tend to try to just get past stuff or get over stuff or just allow, like, just accept the way that things are. Like, this is just the way that the world works. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Like it is the way that it is. Uh, and as a man, like I just need to get over it. Like I, that's a manly thing that I'm not, so, that's a manly thing that I'm supposed to do is just like move past it, be stronger and not let it affect you. Just keep doing what you have to do. Um, because that's what is, that's what it's expected. Um, and kind of um, having to learn how to allow myself to do that. So for the first time in what's felt like a years and years, I actually like allowed myself to cry um, some days ago because it had gotten to the point to where, like, you know, as time goes on, um, like to something special or to something specific happening, especially if it's sad, like it just gets a lot harder because the further you are removed from that event happening, uh, the easier it is to dissociate with that and to kind of feel like it's not actually going to happen. Like it's kind of whatever, like it's so far off away, but then it becomes one month later and then you're that much closer. Then it becomes a week 
uh, until it happens and then it's a few days and then it's the day of. And as the days started counting down, I started imagining what life was going to be like without her, um, what life has been like with her and just different thoughts like that, essentially like what, it was there anything that I could have done to like make her life better or to be a better like pet owner and family or to like not have her suffer or was there just anything that I could do? Like is me deciding to put her down being selfish? Like, because if she's doing good, if she's running around and having fun or whatever, even though she just had like a seizure or something and it's the day that I decide to put her down, then I can't get it out of my head that I am essentially uh, killing her because uh, I don't know how much longer of a life she could have lived. Right. Like even if it was just the next day or if it was some amount of years from now, like there's no way for me to know that. So if she is fine, then the immediate thought that I'm going to have is that if I go through with this, then that is me making that decision to cut her life short. And I have to live with that for the rest of my life even as much as I can tell myself that um, I did the right thing and that I'm stopping her from suffering, like that can only serve um, to make me feel better to a certain point. Um, And kind of going through those thought processes of imagining life as it has been lived and Um, understanding that uh, kind of that sonder moment of realization that every, every person, everything's life is as vivid and as experienced and as everything uh, as I experience my life is to be that Jolene and you and Isaiah and Bria and everybody has had all of these same vivid memories and experiences and moments and everything that, they have lived through that is just as real for them as, as it has been for me. And like coming to wonder like what, what is it that she felt and at that time and before and whether or not like I could tell that as a dog, she loved me and whatever, but like, I can never understand, um, you know, the things that she went through either when I was there and when I wasn't there and also uh, that the image that I have of my dog Jolene and of other people is only just that, is only just an image. It's not the actual thing. Conceptually, I have this um, image, this idea of what who my dog was, what she was, her personality, the stuff that she did, the stuff that I experienced with her, but that only tells so much of the story. I can never truly experience what she went through, what she lived, and um, that brings up a lot of questions to me that I have wondered a lot before, and I continue to think upon, and this is just an avenue to continue to feel that way. Um, So I guess to not take up the whole discussion, but um, yes, I've uh lost my dog yesterday and i am trying to deal with that as best as i can um 
because it's hard. And uh, I've lost my grandfather before and I've lost my grandmother before, but this is the first closest family member that I've ever lost in my entire life. This is the pet that I've had since I was 10 years old, so 17 years ago. And I have to know and understand and realize that going forward, that she will no longer be here. And I continue to find myself doing things as if she was still here, um, catching myself and having to explain to myself that she is not. Um, as in, when I move my chair back, I have to look at the floor to make sure that I didn't roll over her feet or, some, or something, uh, because she used to like to stand next to my feet, or if I try to turn on the fan or do something like that, and I want to, I usually look back to see if I'm messing with her, if she's sleeping, like I don't want to wake her up, and I find myself looking in that corner of the room where her bed used to be, and staring at it, knowing that what was once there is no longer. And that is the way it will be forever. So that's kind of what I am dealing with and trying to allow myself to grieve, which is the first time I've ever had to do that. And I know it's tough. Uh, like uh, a couple of years ago, my childhood dog that we had also passed away. Um, it was like a dog we rescued, like I think when I back when we were in like fifth grade, I think. So yeah, it was like my, my whole like you know teenage adult life. We always had you know our black lab Sophia. And then you know I remember I was like I was at a happy hour one day, you know, when we were at quorum, and then. Like, I get a text from my mom said, like, oh, we had to put Sophia down. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, I wasn't even there for it. You know, I felt like, I felt like horrible, you know, like the whole last few years of life. And I hardly went home, you know, barely even saw her anymore. And it was like this whole part of my childhood was just gone, you know, and I wasn't even there for the last few days. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really rough, dude. Like, you know, like similar to you, like, you know, I, I had grandparents pass away and it's like, you know, I never felt that close to them, but. You know, when it's someone that, you know, you spend every day with, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's rough, but you just kind of have to think about like, yeah, I know you, you do feel guilty, right? But at the same time, you have to think about how like you made their life infinitely better, right? Because like, the, you know, the whole 17 years of like the dog's life that your Jolene's life, you were there with her, you know, it's like she had you as a companion, you know, otherwise it's like, you know, who knows what would have happened, Right. So, I don't know, that, that's kind of how I thought about it. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, they have an impact on you, but you also had, you know, an impact on them that you, you know, it's like as life as a dog, you know, it's like the, that's kind of like the best you can get. You know, you have like, you know, that's your family that you're with all the time. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's sad to think about, but that's just, you know, how life is sometimes. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that makes sense. I mean, I've been trying to think about it that way too. As in, like, I wouldn't have made a decision to do what I did if I didn't think that it was the best decision. I even as much as I feel like I 
maybe acted selfishly or whatever because uh, I'm the one that's making the decision without even like understanding what my dog is really going through outside of what I've seen. Like it doesn't, it only serves to make it harder that when it did happen, I was there, I was there through the whole thing and she was scared and she's always been scared while she goes to the vet. So it doesn't like make it feel any better, but no, I think you're right. Like it, like it's that thing of um, the good intentions are always there right? Like you don't want to, like, unless you're a fucked up person, like you don't want to take care of a pet and like mistreat them on purpose. Like your, your goal is to like give them the life that, you know, they really deserve while they positively impact your life as well. And I do feel like I did what I, uh, you know, I was supposed to do and what I wanted to do to make her life better. Right. Like I, um, when I went to college, I left my dog with my mom because like, I'm going to college. Like I can't really have pets while I'm there, but come to find out that after a while, like my mom doesn't, she got a, she gets a new dog. She does whatever. Like she doesn't really have time to take care of a dog. That's at this point already like 12 years old or whatever. Like she just can't do it. So I then go and adopt the dog again. And then, then it makes me wonder, right? Like, well, what if I had just never did that? What if I allowed my mom who didn't have the time or the like pretty much the time uh or like emotional capacity to be able to just continue to have my dog like that just wouldn't have been a good situation for for both of them so like i did what i thought was best and i took her which i can only imagine how much better her life has been than it could have been even in that situation so I'm trying to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, you're right. It that's life. It just it just sucks. But I think those are dealing with something like this, dealing with loss and pain like I haven't dealt with before makes me have questions that I've had before, but even further on that, right? Like I kind of said before, it in a way, this is kind of an avenue for me to think about life and other people's experiences and kind of what is and what isn't in a different way. As in one thing that really scares me is that like the, the memories and the experience that I have right now <clears throat> only serve in a, in a certain capacity as like an image of like what my dog was and who she was and all of that, right? Like having a picture will only go so far like that isn't actually my dog that is just a moment in time that is frozen there forever of that specific instance and my memory will eventually fade and i will one day forget my dog whether i want to or not so i think about kind of what that means, right? Like, not in terms of will I lose my dog a second time because in a way I will. Like, people always say that people die twice, you die the first time for real, and then the second time you die when nobody remembers. Um, But I kind of think of, in a way, if I attribute the same thing to that I attribute in this way to everyone else, then 
it's very real that the perception and the image and idea of who each one of us are are completely different from person to person and none of us ever truly know the other person or anyone else ever and it's very much hard to uh, <clears throat> have the singular idea and concept of who is and what is and what isn't uh, when you think about it in that context. I will never truly understand what makes Brandon Brandon because I will never fully understand his experiences and the things that he has gone through and what he is thinking and how all of his memories have cultivated to make him the person that he is um, outside of what our shared experiences are and what my perception of him is. And does that make it any less real than what real would actually be? Like the, the idea, the fundamental idea of Brandon is completely different than what I think or Isaiah thinks, but does our perception of him, are, is that any less real than what it actually is? Like that's a reflection in a way of the stuff that we've gone through in our memories. But as memories eventually will fade, like, is that truly and reliably like an affected method of kind of holding <laughs> on to this person that we, that we uh, imagine each other to be? I don't, I don't think you have to think of it as like you have an image that's fading. I mean, you, you have an image that like, maybe it'll be altered into the future as you build new memories and maybe clarity in some situations will be lost, but there's also, I mean, you can grow an appreciation for things over time where you can have kind of new experiences that trigger a new perspective on old memories. Um, and you may have experiences in the future that give you more perception or give you more, um, clarity into something that happened in the past, um, whether that's around, um, you know, ideas or people or anything you really care about. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's just a human thing to not be able to perfectly share an experience, but to have an affinity towards sharing. Like it's just a, a human thing to want to share experience and to try to do that as best as you can through communicating, um, which kind of that is really cool that you're sharing so much. And I really uh, appreciate that because it's, it is like a hard vulnerable thing to do, but um, yeah, like we're like, yeah, y'all are two of my closest friends. I definitely want to hear, um, I want to know what y'all's experience is like, whether it's good or bad. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, a good feeling at least that I know we're able to share stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think you have to think of it as like a, a perfect image that's fading. It's a very like, yeah, your, your perception of things and consciousness changes based on your experience. And you may have experiences in the future that kind of give you a new appreciation or that um, give a new perception to a past memory or to your insight into someone, how someone else or 
So okay, your dog was feeling, um, does that make sense? I think it does. I think, um, yeah, I mean, there doesn't have to be so much weight as I'm putting on it to say whether or not that that actually matters. Um, right. Like, does it, does it really truly matter how much different that like me or Brandon value Isaiah and like his not value, but like have that image and perception of who he is for each one of us and how different that could be like that, that only matters and means so much as, uh, in relation, in relation to like the person who has those thoughts, right? Because in a way that perception we have is just as real to us, uh, as like whatever it stems off of. And as you said, like, as time goes on, as you experience more things, you could find, <clears throat> you could find things that give you a deeper appreciation and give you a deeper, a deeper understanding of something you didn't have before. Um, I guess that, I guess those questions mainly come to, I guess, serve not specifically to get answers, but to uh, allow the discussion to be there as far as, like, does, uh, does really trying to find the meaning of what is real outside of our own con concepts and perspectives really matter? Um, and I guess from your answer or from your perspective, you would say no. I, I don't think I, I gave a yeah opinion on all it, on does it matter. I think it's, those are kind of separate things. I think you can say an argument for whether it matters or not from a like philosophical basis, but I, I don't even think the philosophical stuff is the primary, like just as a person, like you want to be able to share how you feel and we all have an affinity towards communicating how we feel in our experiences. Um, I think just the, the act of um, communicating and I mean, having an estimation of how someone else is feeling, even if it's not perfect, just like the act of sending and receiving information through communication. is such like a, a human thing to feel good about and like a need, like people are social, like you have to have that to be okay as a person. Um, and yeah, that, that's more of the statement I was making of just like that, that should be your primary. Like, are you getting that? It, it's just a more of a feeling. Like, do you feel like you're getting that? Do you feel like you're getting enough communication? Do you feel like you're, you're being understood enough? by those close to you? Do you feel like you're understanding those close to you? It's, yeah, of course, it's never going to be like a full, you're experiencing what someone else experiences. Um, and the question of does that matter or not, I think is secondary to just how you feel. Like what should come first is that you're like, okay, feeling. And I'm saying that as like a, like I want you to feel okay in this conversation. And I want uh yeah, I, I want that to be primary to like a more philosophical. Is there a like ethical goodness in something, or is there a like should this matter? It's just yeah, I, I'm more thinking of more on the fundamental like 
um, yeah, people should be able to communicate to the point that they feel okay. And I, yeah, I want you as a person to feel okay, like as we're communicating. Right. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, it brings back to what Aaron was saying about how like, I don't know, kind of like men in general, right? You don't like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's sort of like a pressure to like, you know, suck it up or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like to think that that's kind of going away, you know, like in society, you know, you think like people are supposed to be more open, you know, in general about their mental health and all that and feelings. And um, so I think, it, I don't know, I'd like to think it's more accepted like these days, but yeah, definitely even like 10, 20 years ago, it's like, it's kind of taboo. You just, you just don't do that. You don't people think you're crazy. You're, you're not fit to lead a household or whatever you're expected to do as a man. Right. So it's like, but you know, in general, yeah, we're, man, man or woman or whatever, you know, you kind of, everyone sort of needs that communication, you know, the sort of outlet just to, you know, be able to express how they're feeling even if it's just, you know, say, hey, you know, I, I had a really shitty day, you know, and I kind of feel like crap about something, or, you know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, Cause there's no point in toughing it out, right? Like, it doesn't, it's not like, you know, it's not like working out where you, like, you work out and you get stronger. It's like, oh, if I, if I bottle this up and, like, try to be emotionally tough, I'll be emotionally stronger. Like, it, it seems to, like, not work the same way. You know, but people like to conflate the two for some reason. But, yeah. I think that makes sense. I mean, there's most definitely, like, a lot of societal norms and <clears throat> expectations that are thrown into people, uh, which from... I think it's always older generations have their own expectations for what is and what is uh, not like appropriate or what's expected and what's not. And I would like to think that the younger and uh, generations um, as time goes on really starts to strip those away as we can kind of see what's happening now in a way like people are becoming, like you said, Isaiah, more uh, emotionally and mentally like available where they and accepting to where they are not trying to, you know, shove a person in the box to say like, this is what you need to be. Um, and you can see that in multiple different ways where whether it's like all the, um, <clears throat> all the campaigns and everything striving to legitimize mental health, uh, especially in certain like minority communities and trying to like, not regulate that, but to give that priority um, so that, you know, when our sons and daughters eventually grow up, they don't have to feel like I can only feel a certain way because that's what is expected from me, that they have that outlet, they have that opportunity and that understanding that um, not everything is so black and white as I think a lot of us are really taught to think subliminally um, and whether that comes from movies, media, uh, music, video games, TV, whatever. Um, I think that inherently uh, is changing um, and that can't happen without at least some awareness. And um, 
like public uh, like forethought to keep that in mind. Otherwise, we'll fall into the same hole as we've fallen into for the last however many decades where like <clears throat> either gender norms or like stereotypes or whatever are just expected and some people grow up and have their entire lives. They believe that these things are just the way that they are and like they have never been, ex- they've never experienced otherwise. Um, so yeah, I would like to think that that uh, is changing and will change for the better. Um, fuck, I had a question. I forgot what it was. Fuck. Uh, hold on. Because I'm way most of the stuff that I've been thinking um, for a while now. It's because you guys know that I've had like, um, not necessarily an issue, but I've had a lot of um, dealings with having like very existential thoughts. And at one point um, having like an existential crisis to where I was struggling and I couldn't stop thinking about like my own mortality and kind of what that means in this grand scheme of what is life and everything surrounding that and kind of trying to separate myself from what it is that I explicitly thought to be true and what not and trying to more so understand like just like what is outside of myself and what that means. Um, so I think at least for me and my limited understanding, I, I do find it hard to separate uh, my train of thinking from not philosophical or not trying to find answers um, from the thoughts that I have with just what is, uh, I guess, more so practical or um, I guess more so um, kind of like the, like what's important in a way, because after a certain point, like it all becomes a little bit like arbitrary, right? Like, or abstract, like, yeah, you can ask all these questions, but if they don't really do anything, if they don't really give you anything, then like, what do you really gain by asking those questions outside of just some type of like tangent understanding of what this thing could potentially be or what that could mean? Um, and I guess uh, one thing that we talked about earlier with uh, our, like a previous discussion we have was uh, with time um, and kind of the whole ship of Theseus uh, analogy in a way of like, if you constantly replace parts of a ship, then after a certain point, then you would have have replaced the entire ship with completely new parts, right? Would that still be the same ship that it was when it was ever first built? And even further than that, right? Like, well, what if you took all those original pieces and you built another ship that was purely identical to the first one? And now you have two ships, like which one would be, the actual ship. Um, and we don't have to discuss that like all the way, but kind of just thinking in terms of what we've said before uh, previously to where like very much someone's memories and experiences and <clears throat> how they think and feel pretty much uh, can dictate their own like personal reality. Um, I guess, is there like a, I guess a certain line or like a constant to where we could say like the stuff that we feel or we think, or we perceive as true 
could be the same for other people. And that would be like removed outside of what we would consider like ourselves. Um, I feel like that's like a complicated question or whatever. Uh, it might sound like bullshit, but I don't know if you guys like understand the train of thought that I'm having. Um, I, I didn't understand the last part. So you're saying um, how that relates to like your memories. You're saying if you're, I mean, I, I guess I'll just start thinking out loud. Like my, my thought process around it, I mean, you, you talked about a lot there. Um, I think, yeah, on the, just to touch on like what you said at the very beginning around, uh, like getting very stuck in existential questions that kind of potentially devalue other things going on in your, in your life. Um, because you're kind of stuck thinking in this grand scheme bigger picture to the point where like the importance and relevance of things going on in your own life, like decrease significantly. And it's just depressing. I, uh, yeah. I, I feel like I fall into that frequently. Um, but I, I kind of think when I do that, it's, uh, it's harmful because it's a distracting thing from like what I'm actually experiencing. Like we talked about the importance of it's kind of a human thing to need to, to need to allow yourself to feel them, to share those feelings with other people. Um, I think, yeah, when I would fall into those like more existential trains of thought, it's, uh, it's kind of like avoiding those other more experiencing feeling sensations. Um, so yeah, I mean, kind of tying that into the ship of Theseus thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think of people as like constantly changing, um, incrementally. I mean, your, your brain, every millisecond, the neurochemistry is different. You're not the exact same human being. Um, and I think that's okay. <laughs> I don't think that has to be a, you're a completely different person. It can just mean you're incrementally um, adapting to your experiences. And those experiences, like, because people are good at learning, they oftentimes improve you. Um, they oftentimes give new perspectives and I don't think of it as changing as much as I do like enhancing, like you're learning, you're growing. And especially if you're like in a positive environment uh, around people who want to help, it's, it's easier to grow in a positive direction. And uh, yeah, I, I do think of it as a completely different ship every time. Um, maybe completely is not the right word, but it's, it's a different shift. We're different people every second. Um, but there's still attributes that hold constant. Um, and yeah, I, I could go on about that. Like I, uh, been into like meditation for the last, uh, 
couple years and the the train of meditation that I go down is uh, kind of teaching a loss of identity. So it's, you're not really thinking of yourself as a constant person as much as you are just dropping back and observing the processes that are happening that you're conscious of. So you're not thinking of it as like, I am doing this. You're just observing doing this and the experience around that and that perspectives it's helpful to remove ego from the equation and to just understand how you're feeling and getting more power over that and being more comfortable and being able to drop back and observe how you're feeling it it kind of takes away the the need to defer and go into these like more existential ways of trying to make sense of things. And yeah, that, that was a lot. So I'll stop talking, but, uh, did that make sense at all? Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I guess in a way fucked up my question because I gave like a whole lot of like context for something that I guess wasn't, like explained or like posed uh in the way that would i guess it would make sense outside of my own mind um but i think i think what you were saying makes sense as far as like you don't have to i guess necessarily try to uh um, yeah i guess you don't have to necessarily think about it that way all the time uh yeah, it's helpful to like go into more experiencing feeling mode on the subject of like uh, thinking about things in terms of more existential versus just what you're feeling and experiencing. It's like important to not go too far into one side without thinking about the other. Uh, do you feel any way about it, Isaiah? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like when you, when you talk about like falling into like these, it's like, you know, existential crisis pits, you know, like, or even just like, you know, getting stuck in swirls, like negative thoughts in general. I know, yeah. like, there's generally like the approach that's like, okay, well, one, it's like you have to think about like, you know, is it even rational, right? Like, are you just like in this, you know, slump where you shouldn't be just because of you know the state of your brain for whatever reason you're just like but you know does it really make sense when you actually analyze it you know like am i like worried about something that maybe doesn't matter like am i worried about like dying you know when i'm actually perfectly healthy for example you know but um but then there's other times where it's like yeah that maybe i'm stressed about something else you know it's real like very real and maybe um worried about, you know, coronavirus or whatever, you know, I don't like staying indoors or some, something that like, you know, there, you know, if I don't do enough work, you know, will I do bad and get bad performance and never get promoted? Like stuff like that, you know, you, you stress about on like getting these negative you know, thought patterns, but it's like, you know, it's sometimes it's real, but it's like not helpful, you know, to be like, in that slump you know it's like better to like you know try your best to 
like be positive, but like at the same time, it's also hard to get yourself to just say, Oh, be positive. Thanks. I'm cured. You know, but like at the same time, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's not helpful to be on the negative side of it, but I don't know. Cause apparently like, you know, positive thinking is the answer. Like that's what I keep hearing in general, but like, it's, it's not always that easy. Right. You, know, you need tools like meditation or you need like a hobby or something to like distract yourself. But at the same time, still, you know, you gotta meet your life goals, you know, figure out those even matter at a certain point. But yeah, that's sort of the train of thought that that sent me on anyways. I guess you're, I think the, uh, uh, I think the questions that usually uh, I'll end up asking whenever I get to places like this or like that, uh, which is kind of um, does trying to answer those questions really make any difference? And because it's easy for me to continue to have those thoughts about trying to separate like myself from my experiences and trying to understand like, who I am and all these other things, um, I guess without, or trying to remove my ego and stuff like that. Uh, and falling into those traps and those pits and those tunnels, um, and trying to answer a question that I don't know the answer to, or will know the answer to. So wondering if that's actually helpful or not, because the thing that I would say in a way is that, yeah, it's most definitely helpful um, to ask questions like that because in a way that you are more so understanding your own uh, your own self, right? Like you're understanding your own train of thought. You're understanding how you think and feel about these different things, even if the answer to those questions doesn't really matter. Like uh, in a way, like wondering something existential about the universe that isn't going <clears> to <throat> immediately impact you like – uh, what is consciousness or whatever, like BS crap like that, uh, whether or not that having an answer to that question really matters um, because in a practical way, like that's not really going to do anything for you. But I think in a certain way, like trying to seek that truth in a way and trying to have your own answer to those questions for yourselves, uh, for yourself can be reassuring uh, as I don't know, having your own definition and having your own morals and understanding of what those answers are in a way uh, can help define yourself for yourself. Um, and like a, as an example, in like a moral or ethical way, like if you don't uh, question yourself and what you would do in a situation or what you wouldn't do or what's okay and what's right and wrong by your own definition, then like that only go that only serves to uh, keep you wondering uh, how you feel about that and what you think about that, unless you go to question that and to try to figure out those answers for yourself. Um, so I guess uh, short version is I I do think having those questions and trying to figure that out is helpful, um, but within the certain context or within moderation and. Like Isaiah said, I think it's very easy to fall in those pits and trying to stay there, especially if there's something else that's affecting you, like you're stressed out with work or you have other stuff that you're dealing with. 
Um, so I guess everything within moderation is okay. I guess that's kind of what I'm thinking at the moment. I, uh, yeah, I was thinking about something Isaiah said where along the lines of you can fall into these mindsets that are temporary. Like you can be in a bad mood and not recognize you're in a bad mood and then go along a train of thought where you're just, I don't know, kind of lost in thought, not recognizing you're in a bad mood and thinking about some existential problem that's depressing you. And at that point, I don't think it's about moderation. It's more about being able to recognize you're in a, a shitty mindset at the moment and being able to recognize just the temporal nature of that mindset that you can get caught in something and just maybe need to sleep or maybe need to um, chill and let it pass. So I kind of think of it like on the balance, you're saying moderation. I kind of think of it as like on the whatever hierarchy of needs I, I see just kind of being able to recognize mental states and being able to recognize how you're feeling and care for your basic mental health is kind of an initial fundamental ring on that ladder base of that pyramid. Whereas thinking of those more existential problems is kind of a, a rung up where it's good to do in the context of you yourself are doing well but when the point comes where you're so engrossed in it yeah where it's it's not in moderation and it's dragging out your mental health and it's putting you in a mindset that you're not letting yourself get out of because you're stuck in this existential mode of thought then it's just bad for you and it's it's not even like helping you arrive at some objective truth because you're you're not thinking correctly and you don't even realize you're not thinking correctly because you're so lost in this other problem. Um, so I, I think it's helpful as long as you stay grounded and you're more fundamental mental health and feeling and recognizing mindsets. Um, yeah. Alright guys, well I gotta I gotta stand up at seven o'clock, so I gotta start getting ready for bed. But um Yeah, this is this is a good talk, guys. Yeah, she was late. I didn't even realize we were talking for that long. Yeah, I guess it's been like a almost an hour and a half or so. Yeah. But all right, uh, I'll go ahead and um I'll let you guys go so you can guys get like get ready to fucking go to sleep or whatever, get ready for work tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you um, talking so much and just sharing so much. It seemed like really thought out and uh, I don't know. I'm just happy you could talk and share that and uh, hope it it helps you in some way. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for listening. I know I have like a very uh, sometimes like tangential like train of thought where I can 
keep going and going and going. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense outside of myself. Um, so I appreciate you guys being able to like put up with that because I know I'll just keep saying words and terms sometimes and it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're always here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, uh, let's do this, let's do this again. We're with something else that is a completely different topic. And yeah, that, fun. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll think something good for next time. Yeah, we can figure something out. We still have to go over time. We didn't f- fully. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what, what, what type of topic? The about that time podcast. Uh, I was actually uh, sorry before before we go. I was actually thinking about that again with eternalism. Um, yeah, idea of like if time was really eternal, have everything was happening in parallel, the past, present, and future, and you could experience that. Then I, um, <clears throat> I had said before that, like it could be. Uh, you had said that uh, in that uh, book, what was it? Uh, Slaughterhouse Five. That uh, the person in the book was experiencing time as that way, right? Like the past, present, and future all parallel. He was experiencing all of that. Uh, yeah. That it was described as being beautiful. Um, and I had said that it would actually, or to me, it would be depressing at the moment. Um, if you would only, if you knew that information, but you can only experience it one way. And I think that makes sense. Although thinking about it in <clears throat> in the current context of, the past few days, I think that it would, uh, my idea of that has changed a lot um, to where I, in a way, wish that that's how we could experience time, regardless of how uh, much loss and hurt and joy and happiness and whatever that could come with it, because whether or not you're experiencing the future and whatever positive or negatives that is, you would still have all of those experiences of the past and present, as well as the future that you could draw on at the same moment as real as it ever was. And as it ever will be at the same moment forever. But yeah. um, Anyway, I'll let you guys go so you can uh, be adults and shit. But all right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Talk to you all later. See ya.